All right, and welcome or welcome back to the dumpster fire that is our podcast. We're here to break the stigma against moms who smoke. Hey, my name is Paige. I'm a 23-year-old single mom of two kids and a cat. I run a YouTube channel and I'm a self, self-taught videographer and editor. Still working on English though. I've been smoking medicinally since I was 19 to help manage symptoms of borderline personality disorder. And I'm Carolyn and I'm a 36-year-old. I said 37 last time and then I have to do some math. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? You're not 37. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm a 36-year-old entrepreneur with two boys, a husband, and a cat, and I've been smoking my adult life. I started smoking once I moved out into my own house, and uh, I use it to manage my anxiety, really, right now. So before we get started, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Moms Who Smoke Podcast, or on Twitter at The Moms Who Smoke, and our Facebook is Moms Who Smoke. And our podcast is available on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Music. And after each episode, we release a survey on SurveyMonkey where you can anonymously leave your questions and comments that you have for us, and we will do our best to answer them on the next episode. This week, we are joined by Sabrina uh, from Cannabis Infused Motherhood, and we're going to be discussing the medicinal and spiritual benefits of cannabis. And this is Sabrina. Mm -hmm. Take it away. All right. So I'm a mom of two. Um, both my boys are actually diagnosed with severe autism. They're nonverbal, um, still in diapers, and they have a lot of unique challenges, and that makes um, life kind of stressful sometimes. So cannabis is really helpful to me to kind of keep my calm um, and not like, you know, lose my mind, I guess. <laughs> um, I also use it in a spiritual way just to kind of, um, just for my personal growth and spiritual growth and well-being. So I use it like that um, quite often. I'm also trained in NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming. And that is just kind of a healing modality that you can use um, to kind of break through limiting beliefs, um, change your mindset, things like that. Um, and I'm also trained in Reiki healing. So I'm all about that energy healing and all that cool stuff too. And I love using cannabis alongside those things because I think it's a great tool to kind of enhance that kind of work. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Okay, so we're just going to start out with the medical breakdown kind of of cannabis just because a lot of people aren't actually versed in, you know, what is it, the chemical compounds and aspects of cannabis. So both humans and cannabis plants have a chemical compound in their systems called cannabinoids. Um, humans have endocannabinoids and plants have phytocannabinoids. Humans naturally produce them in their bodies um, in, our in our ECS, which is our endocannabinoid system. Um, the studies suggest that the ECS plays a role in regulating stress recovery, nervous system protection, immune system response, and homeostatic balance. So just basically our overall state of optimal health function and stability. Um, we have two types of cannabinoid receptors in our bodies. We have CB1 and CB2. CB1 receptors are mainly found in the nervous system and CB2 receptors are mainly found in the immune system. So that's kind of our cannabinoids in our bodies. And then the cannabis plant, um, the properties of a cannabis plant are CBD and THC. So it's cannabid oil and tetrahydrocannabinol. I think I'm saying that right. Um, CBD and THC interact with our receptor sites in the same way that our own cannabinoids do. 
So in the areas of our body, like our nervous system that um, help us regulate stress and that the receptors from the plant and when we smoke it, then interact with our receptors. And that's what helps a person calm down or helps a person in whatever way they're you know, smoking for. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> um, and this is why there's so many different strains of cannabis and different ways to use it, such as, you know, just smoking it as a flower, smoking it as an oil, taking it in a capsule, taking it as an edible, um, because the cannabinoid, the cannabinoids from the plant interact with each person very differently. Every human is completely different biologically. I mean, we're all kind of the same, but when it comes to regulating stress and everything, everybody's different. So that's why there are all these strains that people are specific on. And my favorite strain would be your favorite strain because it helps my body in different ways than it would help yours, although it is the same strain. So that's kind of like the I don't know, scientific side of it. Mm-hmm. Which is really cool, and I actually learned all of this stuff from you, Sabrina, when you first oh, yeah. came you when you first age, and I I learned a lot. Yeah, it's crazy plant. It's so versatile too, and I don't know. I think everybody needs it in their life in some way, shape, or form. I agree. I think that, like we were talking about last week, the stigma surrounding it is so unreal considering the medicinal benefits of it. And not just the medicinal benefits of it, but hemp as a plant in general is Mm. such a widely used product. And people don't realize that it's in almost everything you use every day. Well, not almost everything, but like a lot of your daily use items have hemp in it. And it's interesting. And why we don't to be used as a as a like instead of cutting millions of trees down hemp is so much you can grow hemp faster and it's just as versatile as a tree and it we're not destroying the universe and not the universe but the <laughs> to be a little dramatic <laughs> and it, it's interesting if you look at the modern history of it as well because up until pharmaceuticals and injections and that became popular Cannabis was a very used plant, a very highly used plant in, you know, the majority of pharmaceuticals and people just aren't willing to recognize that, or maybe they just are uneducated and don't know about that. But we shied away from using cannabis when we came into all these pharmaceuticals. And now we're seeing all these side effects from these pharmaceuticals that maybe it's time to go back and look at what we were doing originally, because that might've been the I mean, a better way in some ways. Obviously, we need pharmaceuticals, but it's definitely, it's got more benefits than downsides, in my opinion. Definitely. Um, Another fun fact, um, it was actually a paper mill, I believe. I could be wrong on this, but I think it was a paper mill uh, that, or sorry, we're going to have to edit that. (laughs) (laughs) I lost my train of thought of all high. Um, I believe it was a paper mill um, Harry Anslinger, I think. I think he owned a paper mill and he was the one who wanted to stop using hemp industrially because he wanted his business to thrive oh. instead of using hemp because it wasn't as profitable to use um, for paper products and things like that. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like politics and money are a huge reason. Oh, definitely. 100%. Even when it comes to the pharmaceutical industry, right? You can't really patent and you know, own a plant. So they had to create the chemical versions and market it that way. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, like the pharmaceuticals have their place. Oh, yeah. But 
they don't trump everything. And there's so many, you should try a lot of different things before you go to a chemical medication, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree for sure. Um, yeah. So um, after my car accident, I was in the hospital and my foot was badly broken. I actually had to have surgery and two pins put in. Um, so after my surgery and while I was in the hospital, I was only there for about two days. I was very heavily sedated on opioids for the pain and stuff like that. And my mental health was pure like garbage at that point in time. Um, and I think the painkillers are what was really amplifying that for me because I'm not used to taking anything that strong and things like that. So I was very terrified and depressed and just kind of not myself at all by any means. Um, and when I got out of the hospital, I was still taking those painkillers because the pain was pretty significant, like smoking didn't even touch it. And for a while after that, my mental health was really suffering because, like I said, I think it was amplifying a lot of the things I was going through. Um, so I slowly weaned off those painkillers. It was probably like two weeks after my surgery and stuff like that. I started to wean off the painkillers and just use cannabis. I make my own oils and edibles and things like that. And I found those to be much more helpful because um, when you ingest it, it's much more of a body experience I find. So that was really helpful to get me to where I am now. Um, now I can smoke to kind of manage my pain and things like that. Um, I also had stage two whiplash so my entire neck and entire side of my body were in a lot of pain. It still bothers me to this day. My rib cage is always sore. So I'm sore 24 seven, like still to this day. Um, but I haven't taken any painkillers since about two weeks after the accident happened. So cannabis has been really my like savior, I guess I could say for the mental health because I was just diagnosed with PTSD because of the car accident, I was really suffering and I kind of let all of my passions go for a little while. Um, I just needed time to like go internal and rest and like not do anything because my mind was not um, able to like put that kind of energy out into any sort of tasks like that. So yeah, it was a really hard thing to go through. So I'm glad I'm finally slowly getting out of it and getting better. Well, it's amazing that you were able to you know, recognize that you thought that was part of the problem was the painkillers and that you were able to get yourself off of that and find a more natural way. Yes, I felt so much better after I stopped taking them, like just my mental health. It was, yeah, it was scary. Like I was in a very dark place when I was taking those. I did not enjoy them at all. So yeah, I only took them when I absolutely had to and was just kind of supplementing with cannabis so I was able to, to stop taking them. That's good. Do you want to talk about the car accident and like how it happened or do you want to? Um, I can if you guys are curious and want to know. I think that um, the audience will be, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So um, my mom was in the car. My 11-year-old sister was in the car and a family friend. She was the one who was driving. And just a little disclaimer before I start, I don't blame the driver. I'm not upset at her or anything like that. It would just accidents happen sometimes. Um, so we were on our way to Sudbury for a crystal and gem show, actually. So I got my mom and sisters and all that woo-woo stuff. And we we're going to go check out some crystals. And we we're all excited to go. And we were coming into the city and there was an intersection and we were turning left to go to a Tim Hortons. And at that moment in time, we were all like, oh, what are you going to get? Are you going to get a sandwich? Or what kind of guy are you going to get? We we're just like chatting. 
chatting away and the light turned green, but she still had to yield for the oncoming. Um, she forgot to yield and just kind of went. Sorry, it's an emotional, <laughs> uh, shaky. Um, so yeah, she, was, she did the left turn. It was still on the highway. So um, the car that hit us was going probably like 90 kilometers an hour. Like they were going fast. Um, so yeah, um, I remember my mom like yelling, like, you can't go. And then I looked, I was in the backseat on the left side. So I looked and I could see two vehicles, like right in the windows, like they were there. And then it, the impact happened. And I thought we got hit by two cars, but it was only one. Um, so yeah, we kind of like spun around and then flipped onto the roof. And I remember just kind of like, after it happened, I was just kind of like, you're okay, you're okay, you're okay, <laughs> like, you're okay. And then my sister was sitting beside me and like, my sister, okay. my sister, okay. And I just kind of looked over and she was, she was lucid. She was fine. I could hear my mom talking and um, my friend that was in the front driving, I could hear them kind of freaking out. So I kind of was panicking and I undid my seatbelt and I was kind of like on all fours on the roof of the car. And my phone was like right in my face. So the first thing I did was call 911 from the car because I didn't know what was going on. And then I realized I could hear people like freaking out outside the car trying to get us out. So I ended up just hanging up the phone and then I got Carol Ann out. And by that time I got her out of her seatbelt. I was kind of like banging on the doors, trying to like get out. And then someone called me from the hatch and she told me to like crawl into the back seat and go. So I sent Carol Ann out first. And then I went out and by that time I, I haven't really like felt anything like I was in pure shock. Um, so when I tried to stand up when I got out of the car, I realized there was something wrong with my foot. <laughs> so I had two people like hobble me over to the side of the road and I was freaking out because my mom was still in the car and stuff like that. So I was kind of, I almost passed out. Like <laughs> it was quite scary. So anyways, we end up all outside of the car and then the ambulances get there and we just kind of got rushed to the hospital and kind of got assessed injuries and yeah everyone was okay like my mom had two broken bones in her back they're like on the side of the discs i forget what they're called just two little fragments um and she also had like bruising and stuff but overall she was okay um my 11 year old sister had not a scratch on that kid i can't believe like i don't know how <laughs> she got to go home that night because you know, then on the right hand side so that was on, yeah, her. It was on the side of impact oh my god and the driver had hit the wheel well on the front of the car so that's what protected my mom and yeah Carolyn was fine and i think my mom got the impact like from the other vehicle and i got the impact from the roof hitting like i think that's the side it hit where i was in the back left so and yeah Carolyn and the driver we're totally fine. I think the driver had like a gash on her arm or something, but overall, like nothing major. So yeah, we are very lucky. <laughs> we all walked up. That was like what a month after Jimmy. Yeah, uh, Jimmy, May, two months. So we were grieving and losing him, and then we got schmucked. <laughs> yeah, who? Your last year. Mm -hmm. It's a rough one. <laughs> yeah. Can I ask who Jimmy is? He's my stepdad, um, but I consider him a dad. He's been around since I've been like 11 or 12-ish. Okay. And he was like really, really good to us. So yeah, yeah, it was really sad. I feel so awful for my mom, she, but she's doing okay considering. Well, that's yeah. good. At least you guys have been able to. <laughs> yeah. If you need a bowl, it's okay. <laughs> Sabrina is my cousin. Mm -hmm. 
So that's how like we're all family. So we've known each other. <laughs> we go way back. <laughs> so yeah, cannabis has helped me cope with all that. <laughs> and do you uh, think that that led you to be more like into it, I guess, and dive deeper into it? Um, I actually had started diving really deep into it about a year before. Um, my interest really grew because there was this company I wanted to join. I was like a network marketing person, one of those annoying people always <laughs> like trying to sell I was something. too. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I did it works. And then um, I did it there works was too. a too. <laughs> it's like we all start there and end up somewhere else. <laughs> I know a lot of people that were in there. That's yeah. Um, Sorry if you could hear my kids, they're loud upstairs. Where was my train of thought? Oh yeah, I started because I found a CBD company that was kind of like pushing the oils and stuff like that. And they were only in the United States. They weren't able to ship here yet, but I stuck with them for like a long time, like just counting down the days till I could sell it in Canada. And we were only able to for a short time before the company just kind of changed their mind and didn't really want affiliates and stuff like that anymore. So from there, I was like, okay, well, I just kind of followed my interests and created a YouTube channel. I'm just trying to brand myself and things like that. Um, but yeah, last year, just my mental health and stuff, I couldn't continue for a long time. And um, about a week ago, I finally decided to like, let's go, let's do this again. So yeah, here I am. <laughs> That's amazing. It's a lot to keep up with too. Like I run a YouTube channel as well. And keeping content that I feel confident in posting and I don't know, keeping up the frequency of it is really difficult. It's hard. It's a yeah. lot. And especially and it, when you get the two kids and you're by yourself. And I mean, two kids with some, like with a partner is hard. So it's like double, you know? Yeah. You got it up a lot. It's, but it, when it's something that you enjoy, it makes a difference. Like with a podcast, I love editing the podcast. I'll sit down for four hours straight and do it because I enjoy it. And same with like a lot of the YouTube videos I make. And I think once you find the niche of what you're interested in, it doesn't so much feel like work as it does kind of like spreading a message. And Yeah. And for my YouTube channel, like there's a ton of tutorials on there for butter and oils. And that's not really like what I want to talk about. And I just ended up doing that. So yeah. I'm making it anyway. I'm like, oh, there's some content. Like I might as well record the process. And then, yeah. But yeah, I really want to start talking about more of the spiritual aspect and doing kind of like guided meditations and things like that for people to use alongside cannabis. So that's kind of where I'm headed now. I'm so into that. Let me know yeah. when you post oh, a meditation. I posted one a couple of days ago. It's like oh, yeah, I saw that one. Yes. I definitely yeah. listened to that one. Nice. I got another one coming out next week. I recorded the audio, but I don't know. I haven't recorded like a video of myself. I'm just trying to do audios and I might go the, uh, the um, what do you call that? Podcast. I might go the podcast route and just kind of like post on Spotify and stuff like that too, because I don't know. I think that's a really good idea because you know, I can listen on different platforms but like that. I like what you guys got going on. <laughs> I might steal a little idea. <laughs> I, we both watch a lot of YouTube, and I find, especially since the um, quarantine started, I'm I'm listening to a lot of podcasts, or I'm watching a lot of videos that I don't have to watch. I just have okay. to listen to. Yeah, because you could do you're doing the dishes. And, exactly. Yeah. So I think it's I don't know. It's a solid route for everybody right now. Like, hmm. not everybody steal our vibe, but you know, jump on the bandwagon <laughs> if you have to. Cool. <laughs> Yeah. Now, Sabrina, how do you use it spiritually? Can you touch on that a little bit? 
Yeah, for sure. So for me personally, I like to smoke before I meditate or um, I really like listening to ASMR videos. I don't know if you guys know what that is or anything. It's just kind of you you do. <laughs> it's kind of relaxing whispers and stuff I like that. And I really like what I thought. I was like, ooh, ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Luna Nate. She does like Reiki energy healing work. So I love uh, smoking before I listen to one of those things. Um, and I also do it just to meditate like with myself with no like help and stuff like that. And I incorporate crystals. I kind of try to set an intention all the time. So let's say I want to do even like a self Reiki session on myself. I will kind of smoke, set my intention for both my smoke session and the Reiki session. And then once I am at a nice elevated state of mind, I will lay down, close my eyes, do my little ritual. And it just kind of brings me like into a much deeper, relaxed state and just brings different things to my awareness that need to be like acknowledged or healed um because of my last year was so hard i had a lot of emotional things i had to kind of like you know work through and process and things like that so i find cannabis very helpful to bring you to just a more open receiving state and you can kind of observe your thoughts better when you're kind of like on that upper level rather when you're sober you're just kind of you know you're kind of stuck in it with cannabis that helps you like see it from a different perspective so yeah i use that for i completely agree with that like i think that people think that they that people use weed to get like stoned and to you know hallucinate and it's not that kind of drug but it calms your mind enough that i feel right at least for me, like it calms me enough that I'm open to almost anything. And I don't mean like in a bad way. I just like thought process wise, like if I have a negative thought, I'm more willing to explore that thought and then let it go than I am when I'm in a tense state or I don't know, my regular state. I'm not calm enough to do that without reactive. You're more like, yes. like I said, kind of like stuck in that emotion or stuck in that mindset or whatever it is. But when you smoke cannabis, it kind of like brings you out of it and you can look at it like from the outside and just kind of be like, okay, this is what I did wrong or this is what I could have done better or this is how I want to feel instead of how I was feeling kind of thing. So, yeah. And I find that I'm able to process like if I get angry or something, I it, I process it. I don't process it as anger. Like I process it in a calm state versus mm -hmm. like, I don't know, just being wrapped up in that emotion and what it is like you can kind of analyze what's built you up to that point yeah yeah, exactly. yeah. i find sometimes i'll let my my thoughts kind of snowball you know and you you end up at like the worst case scenario and then you're thinking the worst for everything and then i smoke and i'm able to kind of just like unpack everything process and then reassess and come at it from a calm state as opposed to all worked out yeah you're better able to choose how you would rather react or how you would rather feel it's yeah it's very it's interesting and i think a lot of people um one thing i wanted to touch on is i think a lot of people use it as more of an escape than what we're doing i think people use it to kind of bypass their emotions to kind of you know Put just in a numb state yeah so when you go into it with a more conscious awareness of it and when you go in with an intention um, I feel like it, it'll just amplify the better feelings because cannabis is an amplifier. So it can amplify those negative emotions too. 
Mm -hmm. um, and I feel, I see it mostly in men for some reason. Um, they just, yeah, it's more like a bypass. I have it reality rather than to analyze and assess it. And grow. I there's, and maybe this isn't the right thing to bring up on this podcast or on this episode, um, but there's a lot of people that are like that. And that's, I think how it gets its bad stigma as part of it is because those are the people that are going to go and smoke four bowls back to back and literally be a potato on the couch. And then people think that that's the, how it is when you get stoned and it's not, but there's also like people think that weed doesn't open your mind. They have to do acid to do that, which like I do understand to a point. I understand how hallucinogens can, you know, are spiritual and can open your mind. And like, I'm all for that, but it's not that kind of, it's not the same thing and it shouldn't be compared. I'll just show you guys something. It can be very psychedelic when you're using it um, kind of more consciously doing breathing exercises, different healing exercises. I highly recommend this book to anybody who is interested in that kind of stuff. So psychedelic so cannabis breaking the gate? Yes. Psychedelic cannabis breaking the gate. And it's by Daniel McQueen. It's very good. It talks, it goes into a lot of detail about creating specific cannabis blends. So mixing a really like high energy, even kind of anxiety producing almost sativa and blending that with a very heavy indica and blending those with some even hybrids in the middle and smoking that all at once. So you kind of get the best of every single strain that you throw in there and it cancels out all the negative effects of like the like being too sedative or being too anxiety inducing. Yeah. So is is that a study? Because I have done that for a long time and I just yeah. thought that I was um, just I like I don't know if it's a study per se, but he talks about him experimenting. Interesting. Yeah. I guess I've never heard anybody else do that. And I do that pretty frequently when I'm like, I don't want to be really, really tired, but I don't want to be really, really anxious. Yeah, that's a great thing to be doing. That's awesome. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it just kind of brings you to, like, a really, like, a good alchemy of all the different benefits, like, all mixed into one. It's a great thing. Yeah. And I saw, I don't know if you were just posting on your story, but you had rose quartz with your plants, and you were infusing them with, with like, I just, I died. That was... <laughs> I do that all the time. I just have a jar up there surrounded by crystals. Yeah, I got this next to my jar of weed. <laughs> That's yes, because you can program your weed with intention too. Like even if it's just sitting in a jar or if you're growing it, especially send that plant love, surround it with, even if you're not into the whole crystal thing, just put anything that you, I don't know, just sending it that vibration, that love, the vibration, it just, it helps them grow better. Um, any plant really, but, and when you harvest it and you smoke it, it's infused with that already. Those intentions that love them. Yeah. That's so much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just sitting here like a kid in a candy store with all this information. <laughs> yeah. It's really cool. And like, I'm, I feel like I'm just scratching the surface so far. Like, I feel like there's so much more to learn as I go. So yeah, I'm trying to absorb all that crazy woo woo information with cannabis. And <laughs> I, love it. Yeah. I understand I need to take some time and I'm glad you did. And, mm -hmm. you and, and I'm really excited that you're going to be back in action. Yes, I'm excited too. I missed it so much and I get so sad because like I don't have energy to post anything. Like, and you have quite the following on YouTube. 
I can't believe that happened. I don't know. I, I like didn't post forever. And then I looked and I'm like, holy crap. And then I got an email saying that I could like apply to be like a YouTube partner. I'm like, what is going on? Do it. <laughs> That's so amazing. I applied. I don't know if the cannabis channel can be monetized, but I'm like, oh. I'm still waiting for the email. the trail. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Like Jeffree Star and Chris Clemens do weed videos that are monetized. So... Okay. I mean, they're some of YouTube's biggest creators. But YouTube has the issue if you're smoking on. Okay, I do that sometimes, but not. I mostly just like kind of educate, talk about it. A lot of my videos that are really popular are the tutorial ones, and I feel like my subscriber list is kind of not my niche just yet. But I'm gonna try and like switch it. over. Yeah, we're tweaking. <laughs> and you might open more people up to that side of it too. Like the oh, subscribers that aren't your niche might become your niche. That's true. That's a good idea. Yeah. Now want to do our what's our weekly update? Or... Oh yeah, do we want to do a check in? Yeah. You can go ahead with your check in if you want. Okay. Um, How are you this week? This week I'm better. I've been trying to just be more. Patient, I guess you could say. Like, I mean, you gotta go with the flow, right? Like, you can't. I can't just fret about it all the time. So this week, I actually I cut Daxton's hair because his hair is getting to be a little long. So I cut his hair, and he, I feel like he it picked him up. You know, when you do like a little something nice for yourself, and it just like I feel like it picked his spirits up a little bit to like have a new do. And then yesterday, <laughs> you saw my picture on Facebook, but I made myself a spa. I got some Tupperwares out of the drawer, and I, <laughs> I them with it was so cute. Essential oils, because <laughs> I didn't have any Epsom salt, so I was like, I'm just gonna go with what I got in the cupboard. And then I used, I didn't take a picture of it, but I should have. I had like a hand mask where it's like it was these plastic it was like a one-time use plastic gloves that you put on there's like a cream inside you put them on for 10 minutes and when you take them off your hands are like super soft well I was doing my feet so I like jammed half my foot into, <laughs> into each glove <laughs> I could and then the heel I had to do separately it was a big fuck around but I did it and it was <laughs> it worked and my feet feel like a million bucks now and I just like I needed that that's amazing yeah I felt like it, it was a little cheap quick pick me up and it worked so that's so good i'm glad your week was better because last week was a little rough yeah it was rough last week this week seems to be a little better yeah how about you um <laughs> when did we record we recorded wednesday i don't know it's been kind of like last week was really bad and then up until i think i kind of got it in my head on monday that i can't be a whiny bitch all the time and I do need to do something about things in my life that I'm not happy with. And like a lot of that is my routine and my eating habits. And so I've eaten at least one meal a day, if not two, which is huge compared to not eating all day. And then my mood's been a lot better because of that. And I'm starting to recognize that I think my mood being off a lot of the time is because I'm not eating. Um, so I'm getting a grasp on that, which I feel really good about. And I'm doing the same. Like I'm trying to be more patient and just kind of go with the flow, but also have more of a schedule. Um, and I'm like writing down things on my calendar this week again. So when I look back at the week, I don't feel like I've done nothing and I can see that I've actually accomplished things. But you know, it started out a really bad week, but I think I've leveled out now. And Yeah, we're getting there. I'm not letting myself have bad days anymore. So there's that. 
some days I'm just ultra stoned, honestly. It's better than having a bad day. <clears throat> so. How's your week been? Um, my week's been pretty good. Um, yesterday we went and got a swing set for the boys. They both have birthdays coming up, so we kind of went and got them a swing set. So Drew was building that this morning, so I'm excited for them to go play on it. Um, but other than that, our routine's kind of like all over the place because my oldest isn't at school right now. So he's very, like I said, he has autism, so he has very high needs and he needs to be constantly engaged and constantly doing something or he acts out and starts getting into trouble and things like that. So we're trying our best to do what we can to keep him busy. And me and my husband, we kind of came up with this crazy idea to take shifts. So every second day I get four hours to myself. And on the days I don't, uh, he does. So he, because we're trapped in the house, right? So our basement's kind of like the adult zone. That's where my office and our bedroom is. So he'll come down, watch TV, do whatever he wants for four hours. And then on my day, I kind of, I'm going to start recording more videos. That's my break today. So here I am with you guys. So yeah, we've been trying to like alternate like that. And it's been really, really helpful on our mental health because we were like bickering a lot, <laughs> just kind of, you know, button heads a little bit. So I'm like, you know what, we should, you know, give each other breaks. So it's been working that's out amazing. Yeah. I think that's so healthy to do it that way. Like that's such a great idea. More people should do that because the divorce rates. Yeah. That's why I bring it up. I'm like, yeah, do it. If you have the opportunity to, and you can, I think it's a great thing to do. Yeah. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. I can't say that. Like, I, I don't know. I feel for all parents stuck in a situation right now. But honestly, like, I'm glad that I don't have a significant other because (laughs) I would be a lot less calm and a lot more grumpy. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm better off dealing with the kids by myself, being on our own, because props to you guys for dealing. Four hours, let me do my thing, let me play with them. (laughs) His break is just as helpful as yours. Like, like if he's cranky, it kind of, like, wears on me and it makes me cranky and, like, vice versa. yeah. <laughs> a little that, being, good. that being said, I wish I had four hours every second day. I'm not, you know. I wish I could give that to you because it's been <laughs> amazing for my mental health. Like, so, yeah. that's a good thing. Hopefully, this will mm-hmm. open people's minds up more through the quarantine to their self care and, you know, how they function as human beings and, you know, how they're doing. Because I think a lot of people are recognizing that, hey, mental health issues are actually a thing. We haven't just been talking about this for a decade for no reason cheer up you know when people say like when you're you know you're going through like a hard time they're like cheer up up." and it's like it's mind over matter it's my mom's gonna listen to this and be like fuck Paige but that's all the time she's like it's mind over matter it's mind over matter which I mean that is a part of it but at the same yes I agree to your point yeah I think that sometimes when your mental health is really bad you can't even like see it that way you can't even like start to take care of yourself because you're so low and kind of stuck that yeah it's hard to pick yourself up yeah well Well, we had to extend the zoom so like we did really good today it was fun thanks all right i really we were able to all get together and chat i'm glad we yeah Yeah, and i'll have you guys on my channel and well, yeah, absolutely. Much- we, want, we can do another thing like this or like whatever you feel like doing. Yeah, probably a Zoom chat kind of thing like this. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, thanks for being on our podcast today. 
Do you want to shout out oh. your social medias? Yeah, what's your social okay. media? Okay, you can find me. I'm most active on YouTube and Instagram right now as I'm kind of weaning back into working. Um, so you can find me, Cannabis Infused Motherhood, at both Instagram and YouTube. So yeah, check it out. If you like it, follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. <laughs> and don't forget to follow us and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you can, go to Apple Music and leave a review because supposedly if people leave five-star reviews, we will get more listeners. Yeah. So if you want to go leave a five-star review and a nice little comment, like you can just tell us we're stoners. I don't care. But just, just put a comment. It can be an emoji. Put your favorite emoji. You know, ask a question. Get us up there in the charts, you know. Um, and we shut it out all our <laughs> We shouted out all our social medias at the beginning. Um, yeah. I don't know what else. This has been our dumpster fire. Thanks for watching <laughs> and listening. <laughs> and we will see you in our next episode. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye.